Hi, everybody, and Happy New Year from all of us at the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. Bob Rathbun welcoming you to the podcast and wishing for you and yours in 2024 health, prosperity, success, all good things, and lots of basketball because conference season is about to begin. Some of the conferences got underway this week. Others will join next week, but we're so excited. And to join us on the podcast this week, we've invited in Terrence Oglesby to talk about not only the men's conference race, but also some of the key players to watch as the conference season begins. So T.O. will join us in just a moment. Beginning with our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week, and some of those conference games I mentioned on Thursday night in the Pac-12, we had Oregon defeating USC, and UCLA had only 24 points at halftime at Oregon State, but they roared back to win. A key game coming up on Friday, not a conference game, but it is at 9 p.m. on ESPN2, should be a dandy out west. San Diego State will take on Gonzaga. In the ACC on Saturday, a couple of games pit at Syracuse, Virginia at Notre Dame. And Sunday in the Pac-12, Arizona will go to Stanford. On the women's side, South Carolina, still the unanimous number one. West Virginia made the top 25 this week, giving the Big 12 five ranked teams. But all eyes are going to be on Southern California. We've got that much-anticipated matchup as number two, UCLA, takes on number six, Southern California. That should be outstanding. We will have Terrence Oglesby join us when we come back after this from Jersey Mike's. Once you get the meat and cheese for your sub freshly sliced right in front of you at Jersey Mike's, I'll tell you, there's no going back to anything else. That'd be like going back to dial-up internet. (sighs) Am I connecting to space to order Jersey Mike's? Any day now. Okay, it's about to connect. What? Who picked up the phone? Nope. There's no going back once you see it freshly sliced at Jersey Mike's. A sub above. Always great to have Terrence Oglesby with us. While the rest of the world, T.O., is getting ready for all these bowl games, we here at the Naismith Awards, you know, have bigger and better things to worry about, and that's the start of college basketball's conference season. So I thought we'd, you know, invite you in as you, you get ready for your college games as well and just kind of get a thumbnail about what's going on around the country and your view and get everybody revved up for the college conference season that's about to begin. Good with you? Everything's good with me as long as I don't have to talk about mayonnaise being put on nachos or Pop-Tarts popping out for a bowl game. I'm happy with all of that. Let's be done with this nonsense. Let's head on to basketball season. It's the best time of year. And as soon as the new year comes around, we have conference play. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, this is the most fun uh, that we're going to have all year, January, February, and March. Amen. All right, let's begin with the conferences. I'll ask you for your take on the top team or teams, as it may be, and then a kind of a little thumbnail about guys that we can watch in our Naismith Awards countdown as we get set for the big award in April. So let's start with the Pac-12, where the Arizona Wildcats have made uh, quite an impression here to begin the season. Uh, your take on the Pac-12. Well, here's the thing. There's still a lot of talent in the Pac-12, and if you look at their conference, some of their best teams have struggled in the non-conference, and that and that's not great as far as how people on the outside looking in are going to view the league. Now, if you look at a couple of the teams, Arizona's been awesome. You look at Utah, who's one of my favorite watches in all of college basketball. They have a young man named Ben Carlson, seven-footer who can stretch the floor and really play. 
I'm a big fan. But if I'm picking one team, it's going to be Arizona. If i got to pick two, I'm going to slide over to Colorado a little bit too. That team has a lot of talent. Uh, K.J. Simpson's a good point guard. They have guys there that can really score. I like Colorado, but this Arizona team is just going to be too much for teams to keep up with. I understand they just lost to Florida Atlantic. I understand they dropped a semi-away game against Purdue, which really – was a home game for Purdue, if we're going to call it what it was. But Arizona's good. And I think the addition of Caleb Love, a more disciplined Caleb Love, has provided benefits immediately. And you also see the speed and size of how deep this Arizona team is and what Tommy Lloyd has put together. Uh, Omar Ballo is the lone five-man on the floor most of the time. They do try to play some others at the four. But, look, this is a faster team this season. I think Keyshawn Johnson was a terrific addition. But uh, I also think that Caleb Love, a more disciplined Caleb Love, has uh, provided benefits beyond what people really imagine. Let's slide over to the uh, Big Ten. Our reigning Jersey Mike's Naismith National Player of the Year resides there. Zach Eady of Purdue, your take on the Big Ten. Uh, it's Purdue's to lose. That's all I'm going to say about it. It is Purdue's to lose. Zach Eady is terrific. They've had one hiccup at Northwestern with Boo Booey, who's one of the better point guards. It should be considered for some All-America awards. I don't think he's a Naismith Player of the Year, but he's very, very talented. But outside of that, this is Purdue's league to lose, especially uh, with some of the news coming out of Illinois earlier today, where I'm assuming this is going to come out tomorrow. So nobody is foreign to what is going on in Champaign. All of that being said, this Purdue team is a handful. Zach Eady is just as efficient and dominant as he's ever been in college. And throw in the fact that he's shooting nearly 77% from the free throw line, he's almost unguardable. I like the ability of Lance Jones to provide some quickness to a lineup, quite frankly, Bob, that didn't necessarily have all that much quickness. He's been a good player. I think, really, Braden Smith has turned into one of the more solid point guards, and this season's really going to hinge on his backcourt running mate and Fletcher Lawyer. Look, he's had 26-point games. He's had 30-point games. He's had 27-point games. But they're usually followed up with a two-point game. His consistency throughout conference play, and especially when we get to tournament time, is going to make or break this Purdue Boilermakers team that is very well uh, capable of winning the national championship this season. All right, let's slide over to the Big 12. Uh, This has been such a great conference to watch. This year will be no different. What do you see in the Big 12? I think it's amazing what Kelvin Sampson, nobody talks about him enough, but the team is filled with monsters on the defensive end of the floor, and they continue to hound opposing teams. They're number one in the country in in Kimpom defensively. They, They have the highest turnover percentage in the country. They don't let people score inside the lane. Oh, and they're the best offensive rebounding team in the Big 12 and fifth nationally. This is a team that's just going to beat you doing all their controllables, and that is hard to beat when you know it's going to be there night in and night out. L.J. Cryer has been playing really well, and they've got a number of options in that league that or in on that team that could beat you on a given night. But if I had to pick one team, how in the world could I ever pick anyone besides Kansas and Bill Self and what he's been able to do in recent memory? Hunter Dickinson was a terrific addition, and Kevin McCuller has turned himself into a legitimate all-America candidate. He has been absolutely terrific. And I thought when Kevin decided to come back, that really locked it up because you knew Dickinson was coming. But when Kevin decided to uh, to come back, I thought that that locked it up as the team to beat, obviously in the Big 12, but also perhaps nationally. 
Yeah, absolutely. He he just gives you a defensive presence, and his offense has started to come up. He's shooting 43% from three, and that was kind of hit the hole in his game. And this Kansas team really shares the basketball. Are they overly deep? No. But what they do do is they pass the ball around the perimeter, they find open shots, and then whenever they're struggling making shots, they always have Hunter Dickinson that they could just throw it down to on the block. Those guys can really score. You want more out of their bench. That's the thing you keep watching. When you watch Kansas, you want more coming off the pine. Nick Timberlake has yet to find his rhythm. He's only shooting 33% from three. He's a guy that can shoot at a much higher clip compared to what we've seen this year. I saw him play at Towson. He was really good there. It just hasn't quite translated yet this season in a Jayhawk uniform, and I think eventually it will. He just needs that spurt of energy, that confidence that made him such a good player at Towson. SEC, you got two clubs that certainly come to mind immediately in Kentucky and Alabama. Do you see a difference between them? Who are you going with? You know what? Kentucky has been so much fun to watch. Uh, Cal is back to being Cal, and what do I mean by that? Well, he's back to getting the most talented freshman, and he's letting those guys play. He's not overcoaching. He's getting out of their way, and he's letting them go make plays. Look no further than the guy coming off the bench for him, Rob Dillingham, has been a lightning rod, and he scores at such a fast clip. He's an ultra-quick guard. But the biggest surprise out of the whole thing, Reed Shepard, he has been absolutely terrific. And for my vote right now, as it stands, he's been the best freshman in college basketball thus far. He's a terrific defender. He's a setup point guard, and he steps up when they need him to. Whenever guys went down with injury, he steps into the starting lineup and has some major games to the tune of 27, 8, 8, something like that. I'm not going to say exactly what his stats are because I don't have it in front of me, Bob, but he's been terrific. He's been exactly what they needed. And with all these super athletes that are on Calipari's roster, Reed Shepard's a very good athlete, but he's also a guy who's turned into a little bit of a settle-down guy for Kentucky. They've been incredibly fun to watch. Alabama's gotten out of the gate a little bit slow. I still like that team. They just don't guard anybody. And Nate Oates, offense has never been the problem. It's defense that has hurt them this season. And then how could you ever vote, really, against Tennessee? That's a team just kind of lying in the weeds. They lost three in a row against Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina. But they also have gotten back to their winning ways. They really defend. They're now healthy. And Dalton Connect is one of the best isolation scorers in that league. Tennessee's really good. And then Auburn is kind of laying in the weeds as well. Still a really good conference. Hasn't done as well as what we thought in the non-conference. But that all being said, a lot of talent in that league, top to, top to bottom. And Chris Beard at Mississippi, 12-0. and 0. That's also right. significant. I was at the Auburn-Indiana game that was here in Atlanta. And I thought it was going to be an Indiana blowout. And then all of a sudden... It was an Auburn blowout. I've, I've never seen a, a game turn as drastically as that game did, speaking to your point about how athletic they are and how explosive they can be. Yeah, absolutely. And they have guys like Aiden Holloway, who's – I picked him to be freshman of the year in the SEC coming into the season because he's just such a lightning rod scorer, and he's one of these guys that Bruce Burrell has traditionally done really well with, and he's been able to be that. He's a shot creator. You want him to be more efficient, closer to the basket, sure, but he's still able to get a shot whenever you want. And then they also have a guy on the inside in Janai Broom that can score with his back to the basket at 6'10", 240. Uh, This team is filled with Bruce Pearl specials. Wild, a little bit erratic, but they can put 12 points and go on 12-0 runs in no time. That's what makes them so fun, and that's what makes them so dangerous. Okay, Atlantic Coast Conference, are you picking Clemson? 
I, I feel like I should. Uh, <laughs> and the reason being is right now they've been the most consistent. And right now, P.J. Hall is playing like an All-American as well. And I know I'm mentioning a bunch of these All-American type players, but P.J. is firmly in the mix. Uh, I mean, he's a guy at 6'10", 240, 250 pounds that's shooting 40% from three, shooting 78% from the free throw line, 65% from two. This is a guy that's incredibly active on the offensive end. He's a good passer, and he's protecting the rim at a high level, and he's doing so against good competition. You look at Clemson's non-conference schedule, Alabama, they go there and win. Boise State at home, they blow them out. And then they beat South Carolina, who I think is better than people give credit for, beat TCU, and then lose a close one at Memphis. So this is a team that's still very, very good. It's a team that could run the table because we know they're going to guard, and adding Joe Girard as a shot creator on the perimeter was huge. You know, all these players you mentioned are ones that we're certainly – going to keep our eye on as we narrow down the watch list. So, yeah, keep keep bringing the names to us because these are the guys that our fans want to watch as the conference season unfolds. Uh, Big East, where the reigning national champions reside, UConn. You know what? The Big East is still the Big East. It's tough. It's gritty. You like the way a lot of these teams play, but the surprise team out of this whole thing so far has been Providence. You have to love the way that Kim English is playing, got his guys playing in year one. Bryce Hopkins has been the player that we thought he could, that he thought he could be. He's not shooting it great, but he's still able to take over games. Josh Odoro has been a nice addition uh, that follow Kim from George Mason over to Providence. But if you're looking at a team to pick, I- I'm going to be honest, Bob, I- I'm, it's hard for me to pick against Marquette. I know they dropped one early at the Amp uh, in Providence, but at the same time, this is a team that can score 95 uh, and capable of scoring 95 every single night. You saw how good they were at the Maui Invitational, beating UCLA, beating Kansas. Uh, Tyler Kolick's as good as they come as far as guards are concerned, as far as reading the game, ability to create for his teammates. And the unsung hero of that team is Oso Iguodaro. He's not the shooter. He's not the scorer. But he's a five-man that makes all the, pace, all the pieces fit. They throw it to him at the top of the key, and everything just sets into motion. It's like clockwork. That offense is a beautiful thing to watch, and those guys can score. I like Marquette again to win the Big East. T.O., you are an encyclopedia, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm trying to hold it all together between uh, doing college stuff and jumping in the NBA a little bit, too. It's been, it's been a lot, but it's been a lot of fun. There's nothing else I'd rather do. I know that's true. I feel the same way. And thank you, sir. We will look forward to watching you on TV and as we get these conference games going. Appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. Hey, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for joining, not only on this podcast, but throughout 2023. It's been a joy and delight to have you and can't wait for more to come in 2024. For all of us at the Naismith Awards, Bob Rathman saying so long.